across the oceans An undiscovered paradise Forget New York and California There's a better place now close your eyes Take my hand We are almost there A favorite place on earth Massachusetts Good evening, New England, and welcome to Taste of Massachusetts, helping you program your GPS for New England. I'm your host, Vincent Arcetti, and we are live on AM830, WCRN, as well as the Spark Radio Network out of Brockton. Wherever. Jezebel Grace, you want to break another bag? I was angrily crumpling my bag. Very nice. Yes. Um, it, was, well, it was in the way. <laughs> I was going to say, which, the, uh, the uh, yes, very nice. Um, yeah, they contain the french fries that I'm not eating. What do you mean you're not eating? You're eating them. That's, that's, that's oh, the point. You're so, I, oh, okay, I'm trying so. to hide it. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to Taste of Massachusetts. Uh, as always, you can find all of our great content on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or by using hashtag Taste of Mass. Um, you can also listen to us podcasted now on iTunes. We fancy now. Yeah, I mean, more importantly, we we post the link on our Facebook page, so just check out the Facebook page, uh, usually Friday night or Saturday morning, and both shows, both Thursday and Friday night shows, are both podcasted for your um, listening pleasure at your leisure. Yes. Once again, I'm your host, Vincent Ericetti. Joining me tonight, the... Burger King bag crumpling. <laughs> Jezebel Grace, how are you? I'm doing great. And of course, behind the glass, Cam, getting ready to uh, take a nice trip this weekend. Yeah, can't wait. Now, more importantly, Cam, because we always start off the show with um, what we like to call uh, shout-outs and whatnot, things we've uh, done recently in the last week or so. Uh, Cam, you had an excellent uh, night Saturday night, apparently. You're literally not going to believe... What I'm going to tell you, that was one of the best concerts I've ever gone to in my entire life. <laughs> Hands down, not joking in the slightest. Well, let's set it up. Cam and his dad, uh, two wild and crazy guys, party animals, went to, at the House of Blues, who actually, who was it? Rick, Rick, <laughs> Rick Astley. Astley. Basically <laughs> the guy that sings, uh, never going to give you up, never going to let There we go. <laughs> No. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Really? This concert. I mean, I've I've counted my tickets before, and I have like tickets to over 80 concerts that I've been to. Um, I go to concerts all the time, and I don't remember the last time I had that much fun at a concert. So we're getting ready to get on the train from Alewife. Yep. Uh, and my buddy texts me asking what uh what we were doing, <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, I'm I'm going to a Rick Astley concert with my dad. And he bought tickets as well. <laughs> wow. So my buddy Will came with us. He had met, he's, he's good with my dad and everything. So okay, good. My dad, yeah. was, my dad thought it was going to be funny. And uh, we got there, and Rick Astley was unbelievable. He was so good. <laughs> so, I mean, a good portion of it, you didn't know the, like, I didn't know a good portion of the songs. Right. But uh, everybody was dancing. Everybody was having a good time. I met a girl. At, at, nice. If you would have told me that I would have met a girl at a Rick Astley concert, <laughs> I would have told you you were nuts. Now, um, my qu- first question about the girl, uh, how many kids does she have? Uh, she's uh, 20. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, like, not, yeah, exactly. It was like a legitimate. Um, so, uh, Did she like your dad? 
Yeah, she did thought, that was, like she thought that was the funniest thing she'd ever seen that I, I went there with my dad. <laughs> did your dad like her? Uh, yeah. He okay, was, uh, so that's good. <laughs> kind of. Anyways. Um, <laughs> did you ditch your dad for the girl? No, no, I didn't. I would never do that. Um, <laughs> she basically wanted me to, but that's what my dad thought was funny. Um, anyways, uh, aside from that, so he he plays for about an hour and 15 minutes, and about an hour and a half. That's oh, good, good, good amount of time. Yeah. Not even, he's not done. He comes out for an encore. His encore must have been 10 to 12 songs. Wow. wow. All That's covers, awesome. except for Never Gonna Give You Up, which he ended with. Wow. He did covers of everything from Everlong by the Foo Fighters. What? He did uh, Elvis. He did um, He did Uptown Funk. He wow. Did, <laughs> he did Uptown Funk? Uh, he did um, Let the Good Times Roll by the Cars. Wow. He did... It was unbelievable. The entire encore was some of the best times I've ever had at a concert. He did everything. He sounded great. Uh, he was he was awesome on stage. Great stage presence and everything. I was blown away by how good of a concert it was. Now, when he talked, was his voice just as deep as when he sang? Yeah. Oh yeah, except with a British accent. Oh, of course. But it was it was unreal. I I would have never expected. Me and my dad spent the entire hour plus ride home talking about how much fun we had just had. <laughs> As what started out as like a gag, like we thought it was just gonna be like a joke, and uh, yeah, it was. It was how, how was the crowd? Was the crowd into the whole thing? Yeah, there was. It was really weird. So there was everybody was either over the age of like forty or like <laughs> under the age of like twenty eight. Like, <laughs> so no one in their thirties. No, nobody in their thirties. Everybody was either older or like my age, and there was a lot of people my age, uh, mm-hmm. mostly older, but a it was awesome. It was we somebody got uh live rickrolled though. Uh the person in line behind us didn't know what the uh what the tickets were that his friend bought for him until they were walking in the door. Oh that my was God. hilarious. That's funny. So how do you hide that? He must have been He able- told him that they were going to a sketch comedy type show <laughs> that night. Uh and then in line gave him the ticket and <laughs> this guy got real life rickrolled. That's wow. awesome. It was uh, it was unbelievable. Wow. Did uh <clears throat> Did uh, Rick Astley sing uh, Never Gonna Give You Up more than once or just? No, just once. He ended with it. And, like, it was one of those things. He said, like, oh, I'm going to play a couple covers and then get to the song that everybody wants. And it, the way he dragged it out for so long, like, everybody was, like, ready for it. So when it finally came on, the place erupted. <laughs> it was all together. He was on stage for almost two and a half hours. Wow. So, yeah, I was shocked. But he uh, he was wicked funny, too. Like, he was, like, a cool, laid-back dude, like, he, some guy, uh, some chubby guy flashed him at one point, and he's like, I need you to do, to do that again. Apparently, this is his first U.S. tour in forever yeah. because he's afraid of flying. Oh. And he said, I have a long flight back tomorrow, and I need an image maybe like that <laughs> to get me through the flight. And he was, it was way better than I would have expected. I expected it to be like we'd left, go like, oh, that was kind of cool. But we left, and it was freaking awesome did you uh did you go out to eat in the area yeah we we did we didn't go anywhere crazy where'd you go we went to uno's just around the corner (laughs) me and my dad aren't too like adventurous when it comes to food so we were just kind of like uh what's the easiest place to get in grab some quick food so we each had a burger well you know popeye's chicken's right around the corner oh it's right next it's the building right next to uh (laughs) uno's but yeah the only restaurant that ever. i have had popeye's in the last week as well though well, we're going we're gonna to talk about Popeye's later because they oh. just got bought out by Burger King. Oh, what? all right. 
right. All right. Yeah, so a little bit later in the show, uh, maybe we, when we get to the wide world of food. Wow. But um, that's a great story, great recap. Excellent, a lot of energy, a lot of details. I would have liked... Uh, um, I want to know what we, we like had a other, good. I want to know what other jokes he told because he's got to he, be he a funny guy. He did this thing that was hilarious. It was like electric every time he did it. It was subtle. He would flip the mic without you even knowing that he like grabbed. Like all of a sudden he'd be walking and he'd just go like boom and just catch it immediately and start singing <laughs> into it. And it was like you would do that. He would stop and uh, like at one point he's like, "You guys, uh, you know," he said something like, "You know, I, I made it all the way over here." Um. You know, because you guys made me really, really rich off of one song. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was unbelievable. But you did realize he had more than, like... Yeah, he had a couple, but, I mean... You, well, I mean, if... Together Forever was uh, was awesome when he played. He started... He played a new song and then went straight into Together Forever, which was awesome. But the, the funny thing is, if someone like you knew more than just, you know... If you knew three songs then I probably would have remembered a heck of a lot more. So uh, the, the audience great. must have loved it. So good uh, good recap. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And then uh, when we come back, uh, we got uh, more. Oh, God. Well, i got to get through a couple of things, uh, places that I've went to. Um, Jezebel Grace got to tour all of the Da Vinci exhibit at the Museum of Science. We're going to talk about that. And a uh, whole bunch more coming up here on Taste of Massachusetts. Seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Vincent Arichetti, co-hosting tonight, Jezebel Grace. Yes. And uh, Cam, who's never going to give you up, is never going to let you down. <laughs> never. Never. Uh, you, you, gave, you gave the best endorsement during the break of the Rick Astley concert. If you have the opportunity to go see him, see him. And if he's playing close by the next night in another town, drive four hours and see it again. Yeah. Yeah, not an understatement, not an exaggeration. <laughs> that's a that's a great, great, um, great endorsement. Like I said, I've gone to some like huge concerts. Like uh, you know, I've seen ACDC at Gillette Stadium. I saw Justin Timberlake and Jay Z at Fenway Park. And wow. This was. Yeah, I saw like Eminem and Rihanna at uh, MetLife Stadium really? wow. in New Jersey. So I've driven four hours to a concert before, and I can say it's worth it. Yeah, I saw Rage Against the Machine in New York. That's, That's the coolest awesome. one I've been to, and Wu Tang and the Roots. I, I, I saw um, Guns N' Roses in 2002, and <laughs> Axl Rose was two and a half hours late. Because he was watching a basketball game in New York City, left and then drove, had a limo drive him to Boston, and he was he left later than he thought he needed to. How awesome is that? Because Axl Rose is a jerk. Well, you know, <laughs> it is I just censored is. myself. <laughs> what do you mean? He's you know he's Axl Rose. I don't know. Well, he was Axl Rose. He was Axl yeah. Rose. Now it's, oh, it's Axl Rose. Well, he's still kind of, I mean. Didn't he finally release that album? Yeah, but he's still kind of, um, I don't want to say he still kind of is. I mean, he's still Axl Rose, but he was he was still um, 
in 2002, he still had that kind of aura about him. Yeah, that was now, a long time ago now. But yeah, exactly. God, yeah. I'm old. Yeah, that 2002 was... 2002 was 15 years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's insane. You know, we were just mentioning something like that. And yeah. I, and I was like... Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Where does the time go? Yeah. So, um, I want to continue with... Um, what we like to call uh, shout-outs, great places we've been to uh, recently. And, uh, Jezebel Grace, you got to go to the Da Vinci exhibit at the Museum of Science in Boston. I did, indeed. Now, obviously, you went for the in-depth look into the Mona Lisa and all the kind of hidden hidden little stories behind that. But uh, what did you you think of it? Like, what stuck out? Well, I know there's more than just Mona Lisa. Yeah, no, they had they kind of had a little bit of everything that Da Vinci did. They had the um, <coughs> excuse me, I have the plague. Um, <laughs> caught it at the Da Vinci exhibit yeah. appropriately for the times. Um, they had a lot of his drawings. I think it was that they made um, con- like they constructed the ideas of his drawings. Yeah, I know he made some stuff, yeah. but these were like replicas, basically, of like the ideas that he had. So that was really cool to look at and see. Um, like the catapult was popular, obviously. Um, I'm sure there were guns and stuff like that because he was paid to do that. Yeah, they had all that stuff. Um, they had the anatomical section with like all of his cool drawings and like, um, you know, they had that. I don't know even know what it's called. What's the picture of the the guy? You know what I mean? It's used. It's like the cover oh, of Grey's the guy, Anatomy. The guy, the guy, the guy. Shut up. <laughs> Love that guy. I think it's like, <coughs> excuse me, the cover of Grey's Anatomy or whatever. Yeah, the human form. <coughs> yeah, they had like a big replica of that. They didn't. I don't think they had any of the real paintings, but it was still cool to be able to. And every, I think everything was like blown up too, right? Yeah. Well, the Mona Lisa exhibit was cool because, like, I'm an artist, so I especially love it because uh, there's four different paintings of the Mona Lisa. He painted four different people on that canvas, and it's all done in layers. So it kind of they uh, a guy took pictures of it, and uh, it was like. Like something ridiculous, like 240 megapixels or more than that, I think mm-hmm. it was. And um, then they did like infrared examinations of it and everything. They found all the different layers and they kind of just replicated the uh, the other paintings that were on there. And I, I have it like in my phone. I'm trying to find it. So the actual Mona Lisa wasn't there? No. No. <laughs> no, but about 5,000 different versions of it with like. Oh, wow, that's a bummer. Because the, uh, I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, but the, um, from from everything I've seen, and because the um, I'm a huge nerd. The History Channel did um, does, they did several Da Vinci um, Da yeah. Vinci things over the years. They talked about how he was the bastard son of a wealthy baron, and so because he lived with his mistress out in the country, he was able to um, you know, do things like um, you know, play and and had his had his education funded and. Um, all of all of these crazy things that you'd never get unless you were the bastard son of a wealthy baron or something <laughs> like that. And uh, one of the things they they always talked about was his obsession with motion, just in general. Yeah. And so, like a lot of the, a lot of his inventions really were just finding different and new and different ways to, um, to transfer energy and motion from one way to another. So, um, I think he. He had a lot, did a lot with cranes and a lot with lifting very uh, heavy objects. Um, there was a there was a bell and I can never remember where it was. He was the only one who could figure out how to how to properly hang the bell and all this craziness. Yeah, 
Um, so the four portraits, um, I'm just going to read this. It's uh, Mona Lisa's identity has always troubled historians. The Louvre maintains that the portrait was painted around 1503 and depicts Lisa Gherardini, the wife of the wealthy Florentine merchant Francesco del Giocondo, Giacondo, or whatever. Because that's how you pronounce Giacomo. That's, all, that's the only word I know. Uh, however, Leonardo testifies in 1517 that he had painted the portrait at the request. These names are ridiculous, Julie. Giuliano de' Medici, his patron in Rome from 1513 to 16. Of course he's going to say that. Yeah. Like, of course you're going to say, oh, it's... He's like, no, I didn't. I did this. Thanks to layer amplification method technology, we now know that Leonardo actually painted four, pa- painted different versions of the portrait, one superimposed on the other. So the Mona Lisa was painted in four main stages. The first draft was uh, an unknown subject, slightly larger, um than the one in the final layer, but had a similar posture. The second was uh, uh, a second portrait with pearls that effaced the original draft, thought to be a goddess, saint, or Madonna. And then there was a portrait of Lisa Gherardini. How did he know what Madonna looks like? (laughs) (laughs) It was was Da Vinci. Probably was a time traveler. (laughs) He saw her her in tour. Her Rome Rome tour was amazing. He had a vision of her. and they, they were even saying that like a lot of these, uh, a lot of the features were faded. Like initially, they thought. The well, they thought the colors were all green and like beige and stuff. But he was known for using like bright colors, so it was kind of weird that that painting, which is his most famous, was so dark. But there were so many layers of varnish and botched like. Uh, um, Restorations, yeah, over botched the years, restorations yeah. and stuff. So they kind of were like doing the infrared thing to see all that, but they ended up finding all those other paintings, and the last one was the Mona Lisa one, the last layer. Um, it was cool. They had an exhibit where they had like, they they did a like a perfect replica of it, but it was like lit from within, kind of. It was like on plastic, and on the back you could see the actual back of the actual canvas. That it's it's just crazy. It's awesome. It's really cool. This guy got to spend a lot of time with it, um, and just really photograph it and kind of just look into it all. I don't know. <laughs> I find it completely fascinating. Oh, it it, it absolutely is. Because <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's like the most famous painting in the world, pretty much. I mean, I don't think there's really one that's more famous other than maybe Starry Night and The Scream. Right. So. Oh, did they talk about um, did they talk about any of like the things people didn't know or like hidden hidden features? Yeah, there's like twenty. <laughs> there's like twenty five secrets of the Mona Lisa or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> okay, don't like, go through all, but like, what were the ones you liked or? Well, did you know any of them? Yeah, the, I knew about there that she has a veil, but it's kind of like hidden because uh, the the third painting before the final one, she's wearing like a veil, which was like a fashion of the times. Um, but it was much less, you know. He like really uh, did made a strong effort to kind of hide it, but it didn't really get completely hidden. He just kind of turned it into like a more thin veil in the final version. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they had like there's like blotches on it. Like they thought that she had high cholesterol. <laughs> Because he captured, he was known for capturing like super, Blemishes. super yeah, detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, we think she had high cholesterol, but it turned out that was from a botch restoration. It wasn't actually part of the original thing so at wh- all. So where are the blotches? Like is it on her cheek or something? Um, one's on her chin, and the other one's in the corner of her eye. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And they thought it was because she they had. They thought high it was because she had high cholesterol, which is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Like of all the things you notice about the painting, wow, maybe she had high cholesterol. Like yeah. what? Um. There's like little things that you can see from the layer from through the layers. Um, one of her fingers, her right, uh, her right hand forefinger isn't quite completed. Um, you can see where he changed minds, where his fingers are. Um, 
there's just like little little tiny details like that that are like it's more interesting if you if you want to like get into his head and how his, what his process was like. Mm-hmm. Um, but the paintings were all slightly different, so that I think some of the uh, some of the things you notice like that is just you know leftover stuff from that. Because I when I paint I'll paint over stuff if I run out of canvases, um, and you can kind of always tell there's something underneath it as some you know especially with the style of painting. Well, I, I would assume over time as things fade, because they, I mean, paints must be better now than they were 500 years exactly. ago. Exactly. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing about the eyelashes and her eyebrows, which has always been a big thing, because they're like, she doesn't have eyebrows or eyelashes. But to make those and to get the color right, he would have mixed, like, basically oil with, like, dart, more or less, to get... And so over time, it would have just, just disappeared. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Become transparent. Nice. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Giving great shout-outs. Cam had an awesome one. Jezebel Grace had an awesome one. And then I have silly food. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say silly what food. What else is new? <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say silly food, but... Um, silly food. I, I got a couple of shout-outs I have to give from... Um, this past week of um, my food experiences, <laughs> I know it sounds dirty. <laughs> not really. It's, n- it's nothing like a winter play party. No, not at all. Which, by the way, is still going on this week uh, of <laughs> Boston Common. Uh, tomorrow's the final day. Um, outdoors, really? Yes, wow. outdoors. Well, wow. it's not cold anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first place I want to give a shout-out to is... Uh, Magnolia 525 Tavern in Gloucester. Now, I they reached out to me to come up, and I couldn't go up there because I had stuff to do and all this craziness, so I sent um, Lisa from um, Pork and Pines, Boston. She, uh, she co-hosts with me every now and then. She had a great time. Her and her boyfriend went up there. She got great photos and all this stuff. I felt jealous. Uh, the owner was very nice, said thank you for everything, blah, 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 blah. It was great. Come to find out, Sunday, I had to go to Gloucester, <laughs> just out of nowhere, um, uh, just happenstance. So I was up there, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I came up here. I'm just going to grab, like, a quick entree. I'm just going to sit at the bar. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to tell them I'm coming or anything like that. I'm just, you know, I just want to grab something and um, then drive, you know, an hour and a half home. And I got their steak frites. And there's so no, it's steak sliced and then fries. So like this right here, steak frites right on right there. Boom. Oh, so I posted it uh, on Instagram. People went nuts, of course, because it's steak and everyone loves steak. Um, But they didn't just have steak and French fries. It was steak with some type of house barbecue sauce, little on the sweeter side. 
but the steak was so tender, I could literally, not figuratively, literally cut it with my fork on the plate. Melt in your mouth tender. And uh, instead of regular French fries, they did truffle Parmesan fries. Wow. So needless to say, uh, I, w- I had a very happy drive home. <laughs> but, um, man, it was, it was really good. Because obviously... I know certain restaurants are good. I trust certain people when they tell me and, you know, having other people go, it's great. But when you go for yourself and, you know, because everyone thinks, oh, you, you go all these places and they give it to you for free. No, look, that's not the way it, it, it happens. Most of the time I'm paying and most of the time I'm not telling anyone. Most of the time I'm posting photos after. But when you go to a place and it's great and then you leave and you, you know, you get to post and promote it and talk about it. You just feel better because, you know, most of the time, most restaurants, if they're surviving, if, right. if they're existing, uh, they're going to be pretty good. So Magnolia 525 Tavern, awesome, awesome job. Um, I have to give a shout out to uh, my sister-in-law, Maureen, who took an amazing photo and everyone gave me credit for it. And uh, it wasn't me of uh, these seven mini desserts from Seasons 52 in Burlington. Ooh. Yeah, and <laughs> like dessert shots. That wasn't sarcastic. No, no, no. I know that's the funny thing. Usually you're like sarcastic, but you're serious. So yeah, they're like these little shot glasses, yeah. uh, square shot glasses filled with desserts. And there's a cannoli one. There's a um, espresso tiramisu one. Tiramisu. <laughs> tiramisu. Yeah. There's a strawberry cheesecake. There's a pecan pie <laughs> one. What? Nothing. No, I know. I said it wrong. Cheesecake okay. killed cheesecake. me. <laughs> Strawberry cheesecake. Yes. Um, I unsar. Uh, see now I can't talk. Yep. You just infected me. I unsarcastically said "ooh," so then I had to make fun of you immediately afterwards to make up for it. <laughs> um. So yeah, awesome, awesome photo, and um, so shout out to Maureen for that, and everyone, uh, everyone went nuts for that, and um, got it had over six hundred likes on Instagram. Then, as if that wasn't enough, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, we went, a uh, bunch of food bloggers and I went to Loretta's Last Call for a, uh, food writer's dinner thingy. And, uh, it was, it was obviously excellent. Everything was great. Um, one of the things I liked that, uh, it's probably just because the younger crowd isn't really into shellfish apparently. Baked and dewy stuffed oysters. So basically, what? like, yeah, baked and do, in dewy sausage. Stuffed oysters. What is dewy sausage? Andouille sausage. It's uh, oh. from basically a Portuguese-style sausage. Oh. I, I thought it was a weird adjective. And I no. Like, I don't understand that. That's weird. It's weird. weird me I've out. never heard that before in my entire life. you never life. heard of andouille sausage? Never before. Yeah, I mean... It's awesome. Um, it's like uh, it's kind of like pepperoni, except uh, not as peppery and a little sweeter. Huh. So, um, yeah, like closer to like a bacon sweetness, not not like sugar sweetness. So, um, Bacon sweetness. I used yeah. to dance under that name. <laughs> but I'm ching. Uh, the, that happened. They were kind of like o- Oysters Rockefeller, except uh, just a southern version of them. So. Oysters Rockefeller sounds like a gangster name, so that's <laughs> what I'm calling you for the rest of the night. That's Cam's name when he picks up chicks with his dad. <laughs> the name is Rockefeller. Oyster Rockefeller. <laughs> did, you give, did you give the girl your real name? Yeah. Oh. Only because well, you were your dad. You had to. You no, can't be he like, said my name's Diesel McWheels. <laughs> my name's McWheels. Diesel McWheels, to be specific. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, Loretta's last call. Uh, they also did uh, their fried chicken's amazing. You know the whole the whole theme of the place is kind of um, southern. They have line dancing, believe it or not, in the middle of Boston, and it's always packed for it. Um, I don't know who the I I was just say I don't know who these people are, but we have so many college students that I'm sure there's a bunch from uh, Texas and and the South who uh, looking for places like this. But their yeah, their fried chicken was was. Definitely better than KFC. <laughs> Definitely better than KFC. Um, but they do, they do their fried chicken with like hot, like spice in it, in the, in the batter. So I wasn't expecting that because they call it hot chicken. And I just figured they meant like. These are all names I could have danced with. Hot chicken, like, yes. I'm, I'm holding back, man. Well, you got the Bach, right? What? You got the Bach. Oh. However you do it. I had no idea what you're talking about. I was like, what? Like Pac Toyota? No, like yeah, Yeah. (laughs) special skills. Exactly. I've literally put that on resumes before. Oh, I have something. I have something about nerd skills to talk about on putting nerd skills on resume. Resumes to talk to you about later during the show. You'll you'll laugh because it's it's just uh, serendipitous. Or fortuitous. Ew. I don't know. Do you want? Hold on. Let me put my finger. How whimsical! My my pinky has to be up when I'm using those yeah. words. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like everything they had there was great. I mean, the the one other thing. Um. And I don't know how to describe. Um. You know who says serendipitous a lot? Who? Hold on. Um. Remember that guy. His name's John Barry. Oh, that guy. Oh, the John Barry. That guy. He used oh, to yeah. He's here. supposed to be here. He's supposed to he be never here, shows up. But he never shows up. Never. Um, he says serendipitous all the time. Yeah, but he's totally fired. Yeah, he is. No more. <laughs> I I love that, that reverb. Um, <laughs> the one other thing, I mean, we had the everything at Loretta's was great. The one other thing I do want to mention, though, was they did a crispy pork belly with wild mushroom <laughs> grit cakes. And cider reduction. Do you just tie, like travel to the south when you eat that? Like you just it's wake so up southern. in like Texas. You're just like it's How basically do I get here? like thick, thick cut bacon, grits, and uh, you know, and cider. Like you don't get more southern than that. Yeah. Like this. Well, unless they give wow. us a shot of bourbon, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everything at Loretta's last call was was pretty pretty sweet, pretty cool. Um. Posted a video and all that fun stuff, so you can check that out on our various pages. Um, I uh, before we go to break, I did want to also mention uh, just in passing because I brought up bourbon. You're right. a whiskey fan, right? Like yeah. that's your drink. So this week is whiskey. Go whiskey week at Julio's Liquors. Oh, uh, yeah. And you got to go to juliosliquors.com to to see all the events and whatnot cuz um you got to sign up to go, but I think something like 13 of the tastings are free if you sign up. Wow. Yeah, I mean there there's uh there's a like there's a dinner Friday night you have to pay for that obviously. Yeah. And there's there's certain private events uh Is that all at That's all at Julio's, yeah. Wow, that's that's Well, crazy. I mean they're downstairs like so you've been down there before, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like something out of Harry Potter. It's amazing. Well, they just had, um, I I can't remember which of the uh, whiskey companies came in, and they built two giant bars. Really? Downstairs. So now downstairs at Julio's Liquors, and they call it their metro station. It's really this giant 
5,000 square foot tasting room. Yeah. They now have two huge bars. Wow. And then the wall behind them is like installed with backlighting and bottles. It's like nuts. When you, when you see, like if you thought it was impressive before, you're going to yeah. see this and you're going to be like, wow. Well, I almost just swear, swore. Yeah. I almost just went, S word. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Hit that jump button. You did almost. Keep your finger on the dump button. Just in case. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's really impressive. So, uh, I wanted to put photos up. Uh, I wanted to take photos and post it. And, uh, he's like, no. He's like, you gotta wait till after Go Whiskey Weekend so all the people who come see it first and yeah. then. I'm like, damn. All yeah. Right. Damn you, Ryan Maloney. <laughs> I need more likes. Anyway, um, it, it's it's really impressive. So check them out. Uh, check all that out, juliuslickers.com, and uh, sign up if you are a whiskey person. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, and get into uh, what we like to call housekeeping, great events going on in and around New England. we got four for kids and four for adults. Cool. I figure that's a nice, fair way to do it. Yep. When we come back here on Taste of Massachusetts. I wanna shoot, baby. Shoot. Ooh. How you doing, I seriously am mad I didn't go to that concert now. Like, I'm not even a concert person. Like, they make me fall asleep. Loud music. I don't know why. Loud music puts me asleep. Like, not drinking, not nothing like that. Just loud music consistently makes me tired. That's weird. That is very weird. It is very, <laughs> it is very weird. Um, let's get into some... Wow, kind of late getting into some housekeeping. Unless is that, what was that concert that get, got stuck on repeat during that blackout we had that one time? The Beck concert, remember? Oh, yeah. For like... Like three hours, all you heard was like me saying something about the Wicked Witch of the West, and you saying something about a snowstorm at a Beck concert. Yeah, April first, yeah, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I wanted, I wanted to go to a Beck concert. It was the only concert I ever really wanted to go to. Yep. Supposed to be at Brandeis. It got. Uh, we had the April Fool's snowstorm, knocked out all the power lines and everything. Yep. And uh, a tree branch fell off the tree and into the back of my car. <laughs> April Fool's on me. No yep. school that day. No back concert. Very upsetting. Yep. Very upsetting. Uh, let's get into some great uh, great things going on in and around New England. I wanted to mention again, just because it's still going on, the Bugs Bunny Film Festival <laughs> at the Brattle Theater. Brattlefilm.org for all information. Um, screw you guys. I know yeah. you guys want to make jokes, but I still think it's cool because kids don't have, like, cartoons anymore. Kids, like, don't go, kids are not going to see a Bugs Bunny film festival. I'm telling you right now, they need to see it. Do you remember, like, all the awesome ones? Because, like, even when Scooby-Doo, we... Scooby-Doo, then we'd be talking, but, you know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, I did want to uh, just give it a final shout-out. It's going on February 17th to the 20th. He's like, I'm not even going to bother arguing. I'm not even going to. No, no. He doesn't want to argue because he no. knows who, you, who's right and yeah. who the real cartoon superhero <laughs> of all time is. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Mighty Mouse. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, I just thought this was kind of cool. The Regent Theater, uh, February 23rd to the 26th, is doing Curious George the Musical. 
What? Yeah. Did, you didn't know about this? No. All right. So listen. I to know the, there's Bat Boy the musical, but I didn't know about Curious George the so musical. So listen, listen to the write up. This is all going on at the Regent Theater in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Uh, tickets starting at eleven dollars. Kids go bananas uh. for goofy, lovable monkey Curious George, who has an adventure with meatballs. <laughs> Sorry. That's 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 the description. Yeah. That's, that's Do you really need any more? It's very curious. I, I would love to go to that. I, well, not not now, but like maybe if you know, have a three year old. Um, but uh, no, because other than that, if you go there alone, you go there alone. Forty year old guy going, I'm ready yeah. to see Curious George. <laughs> I loved Curious George and the man in the yellow hat and everything. I was a little, I don't know. I'm just glad. Uh, I'm glad they're keeping it alive. So, I liked Corduroy the Bear. Corduroy, Do you remember Corduroy the, bear? the Bear, yeah. He's that? like a little bear. I think he was wearing overalls or something. And he came from a department store, and then I think he like had adventures and he had buttons or something. I don't know. I don't remember, but I loved him. And then uh, <sighs> Paddington Bear came along. And, yeah. Uh, Teddy Rux Teddy Ruxpin came along and ruined <gasps> it. Teddy Ruxpin is the devil. I can't stand Teddy Ruxpin. He freaks me out. You've seen the movie Ted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy no, no, Ruxpin. no, but. <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin is terrifying. You know why I'm scared? Because my cousins had one and his like nose mouthpiece got ripped out. So he just had this black hole with like a white piece of plastic in it. It looked like one single tooth. So it's just eyes in this cavernous hole in his face. But he still talked. Did they ever put a cassette in from like, like. We were too little. We didn't have access to that. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be pretty cool though. But it was terrifying. Moving on closer to, um. What is that? Did you hear that? It's my foot. Oh. (laughs) I thought it was thunder and lightning. Man, this table is... It's not wobbly. It's just... No, uh, you touched this table wrong, and it sounds like a T-Rex just stomped into the room. Like, Uh, there it is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Okay. If uh, if only... (laughs) <laughs> if only Steven Spielberg knew about this when he was making Jurassic Park originally. Um, Come buy this one table from Massachusetts. All this uh, also going on this weekend, the gaming convention, TotalCon.com, T-O-T-A-L-C-O-N.com. Uh, Total Confusion Con is how they're bill- uh, billing it. Uh, <laughs> it's billed as New England's largest tabletop gaming convention with industry guests. Championships, panels, exhibits, etc., all going on at the Best Western Royal Plaza in Marlboro. I thought that was kind of cool, um, but the other uh, the other cool side of it, and we kind of mentioned it last week, is um, they they have a lot of virtual reality games for you to try out. So it's basically the next level of gaming. You put on this headset, you feel like you really are in the game. And uh, pretty cool, so definitely check it out if uh, if that stuff interests you. I, I want to check it out just to see the technology and how it works. You know what I mean? Not yeah. to, like, play the game. Yeah. Like, I'd be the guy that would play. It's all about the game. It is. Play it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, that used to be my theme song. Um, but I just thought it was pretty cool because, uh, like, I would be the guy that would try it out and, like, I'd try out the game with four other people and I'd be the guy that was, like, shooting the people on my team just to see how it worked. Yeah. And they was what are you doing? Anyway. <laughs> um, also going on, the, the fourth in the in the original uh, four events that we're talking about, kind of uh, a little more family-friendly than, than, the, than the next four we're going to get into, but skating in Boston, everyone knows that skating outside is awesome to do. Uh, with the weather now, I wrote this yesterday, and I'm telling you, with today. I know. You might not have too many more skating days. So the Frog Pond is where everyone knows where you can skate. 
However, um, there's five other places in the greater Boston area uh, where you can go. Boston Winter at City Hall Plaza, which is $10 for adults and $8 for kids. Community Ice Skating at Kendall Square in Cambridge, uh, again, $10 for adults, $10 for rentals. Um, ice Skating on Boston Harbor. I don't know how they do this, but um, apparently at Rose Wharf, which is basically right where the um, Long Wharf Marriott is, yeah, uh, down by Columbus Park, uh, you can skate there. Again, $10 for skating, $10 for rentals. I didn't know about this one. You can skate at Harvard, at Harvard Yard, and the rink is free if you bring your own skates. Wow. And uh, rentals are $5. And, of course, the Frog Pond, which everyone knows about. Um, a lot of people don't know you can skate in the North End for free at on Commercial Street. I was just there a couple of weeks ago, and I, I wish I knew about this, not to go, but just to see how they set it up in the yeah. North End because it's kind of tight in there. But all pretty cool. And uh, truth be told, all very family-friendly things, uh, relatively affordable places to go. So There's another rink, too, in Brookline. There is? Yep, my buddy works at it. What's wow. it called? It's uh, the uh, Jack Corain Memorial Rink. It's on It's on a big hill in oh, Brookline. It's, yeah, it's right as... It's like an actual hockey rink, too. Yeah, it's right as you go from... Um, from uh, from Brighton into I believe it's Lars Anderson Park or something. Yeah, like that. it's it's right where if every everyone if you're from the area, it's where the theater and uh, Applebee's is. <laughs> there's an Applebee's. Applebee's. <laughs> no, there's an Applebee's and a theater that are right next to each other on this really weird corner where Brookline and Brighton kind of intersect. <laughs> and if if you know the area, like that's that's right where it is. I remember driving by it. Um, a bunch of times, uh, used to commute right. Very by cool it. rink. Yeah, they keep it up very, very nicely. Spend. I think it was Menino that put a bunch of money into uh, skating rinks. Menino and uh, Salucci, when they were both in office, they did this like joint, um, joint effort. I think to to revitalize a lot of them. And so when Salucci won, he made all the rinks free for a week or something like that. So. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. When we come back, four events, a little bit more for adults. And uh, and then when we get into food, into the wide world of food, we're going to start out in Everett, Massachusetts, with a crazy, crazy story. <laughs> All that coming up, second hour of Taste of Massachusetts, when we come back. Eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Our number two of the show tonight. <laughs> two four eight twelve. You know, whatever. Whatever. I know when that woo comes in now. You know, that song. You know, as soon as you know, May's right around. Like the weather now is nice and making me feel better and just like about. Yeah, because it was a nice late spring day. Today. Yeah. So like, as soon as May is over, we're gonna be into our third year of this show. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. and you have technically been on the show since episode four, way back on the other station. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, that's like, pretty good. I've been on the show for a while. So basically, you went from five years ago to making fun of me at a Ren Fair, <laughs> sw- 
swearing I, at me in Klingon. Yep. Which no one believes, but totally I know. True story. I tell people that, and you know, you were you were like a, a story that we told is the graces all the time because it was the one time I happened to like, like seriously, just like straight up have a chance to make a Klingon joke, and I did, and you were the one guy who got it, and it was the best. <laughs> I, which says so much about me. I know. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, we're gonna be into our third year pretty soon, so that's amazing. So anyway. I uh, want to continue with some great uh, great events going on in and around New England, uh, what we like to call housekeeping, one of which um, I never heard of this before, but it looks very interesting. Um, there's a lot of Comic-Con style. Uh, I thought you were going to say Karma Chameleon. I don't know why. No, but, but I, I love that In my song. head, I was like, that's happening. Oh, my God, I love that song. <laughs> um, no, but there's like, a you know, there's a lot of conventions and and comic-con style events and there's one called NerdCon that's coming this weekend february 25th and 6th and it's called nerd fighteria <laughs> have you heard of this it sounds like a, a condition so it sounds like <laughs> yeah i know right so um it's the first ever official nerd fighter convention and it's a giant celebration of all things nerdy, creative, educational, fun, and weird. Um, and so they have a lot of Q&A activities, programming, concerts, et cetera, but it's all kind of fan-led. So basically you pitch them for ideas for panels, and then they just take you. So you don't have to be celebrities. You don't have to have like a... Mo- I probably know a ton of people who are doing Oh, I that. don't doubt it. Yeah. But three of the really cool aspects of it I thought at least were cool aspects. Um, one of them is called Beer and Board Games, <laughs> and it is Beer and Board Games. Um, one is called Nerdy Coloring, where apparently they remove the color from various nerdy photos, and then you get so like they'll take a real picture of Captain Picard from Star Trek: The Next Generation, remove the color from it, and then you have to color it. Oh. And the one that we kind of hinted at earlier. Adding nerddom to your resume, and so that was the one I that kind of caught my eye, and I said, you know what, that's that's pretty interesting. So, um, what? So first of all, this is all at nerdconnerdfighteria.com. <laughs> so obviously not a web designer who came up with that idea. Yeah. Nerdconnerdfighteria.com. So Stop any, saying that. N e r d c o n n e r d f i g h t e r i a. Wow. Uh, yeah, Jeez. craziness. So um, adding nerddom to your resume. So what what they've done is, and I I, I re- did the I read the little blurb they had on it. Yeah. Um, so for instance, a lot of a lot of true nerds write what's called fan fiction. So basically, they'll take say, Star Trek The Next Generation, and they'll say, you know what would have been great if they had an episode about whatever? And then they'll write an episode that would like, you know, they would say, oh, this would be great right between season one and season two right. for character development or whatever. So the um, so what this, this whole adding nerddom to your resume workshop is, it's how to represent that on your resume. So what they would say is written X number of pages of fan fiction or what have you, because a lot of times, especially now, where people are writing fewer and fewer actual documents, like other than blog posts. Well, fan fiction kind of gets a lot of people on the map for for like Fifty Shades of Grey, as lame as it is, with Twilight fan fiction. Really? Yes. 
it is a Twilight fan fiction. That is exactly what it is. They changed the names. It's like it's like a what if. And um, there's another series by uh Cassandra. I forget her last name, but it's called um. There's a show about it now uh, called Shadowhunters. Um, and uh, it was started off as a Harry Potter, I think, fan fiction. Really? Yeah. So like a lot of people are a lot of fan fiction writers are kind of getting out there by writing, you know, well, because decent it, writers writing good fan fiction that actually is imaginative and then kind of just tweaking it to make it original. It's a great creative outlet that yeah. demonstrates your create not only creativity but ability to storytell. Um, and obviously, if you already have a solid fan base for what you're writing anyway, if yeah. it is good, they're going to share it. They're going to talk about it. Um, there was a fan made, uh, there was a, fa- I shouldn't call it, it's not fan fiction writing, but it was, a, um, a Star Trek series. Yeah, I've seen uh, it. You've seen that? Yeah. It's not bad. No, I mean, it's not. It's, well, they had original people on it. Right. And, and George Takei and, um, you know, the Russian one, his name I can never Check remember. Off, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I mean, don't get me wrong, you can tell the production level's not there, but it wasn't, I, I watched. Yeah, but it's compared to the original series, which is pretty right. low production quality anyway, yeah. it was a long time ago. I know, but it's made now, you know, mm-hmm. where we have technology. Anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and, uh, nerdconnerdfighteria.com. Stop saying it, it sounds weird, weirder every time you say it. It does, it does, but, uh, you know, it is, it is what it is. It's at the Heinz Convention Center, so it must be pretty big. Because, yeah. uh, that's a, that's a pretty penny to rent out, yeah. so. Um, next in the <laughs> adult, uh, next in the adult listings, and what? I mean, your play party? Events, yes. <laughs> what are we on Craigslist? Yeah, by, the right. way, by the way, for the record, can I just tell you, I listened to uh, the podcast that we, you know, we, <laughs> we repost the show on podcast on iTunes and, and Sketcher. <laughs> Did we and, not let up on the winter party? And I was listening <laughs> to you two knuckleheads <laughs> giggling every time I said winter play party. And I, I don't I, know what you're talking and about. I, uh, and we I never did that. I realized I didn't even get what you were. I didn't even get why it was funny <laughs> until like the final time I said it. Cause, oh. Yeah, you kind of didn't because you're like, yeah, and I was like, oh god, he's such a Disney princess sometimes. I know. Um, <laughs> so again, more along this, uh, more along the lines <laughs> of things to do for people over 21. How's that like, instead of saying adult entertainment? Sure. Yeah. Um, wine and glass bo- blowing because you know. <laughs> Wine and glass blowing for only $35. So I love the write-up on this. Are you 21 and interested in the art of glass blowing? Wow, you got me there. (laughs) Come join us at the warmest place in Boston for our upcoming wine tasting on the last Saturday of every month. Come enjoy an intimate... I would go to this. No, wait, listen to this. I really would. Come enjoy an intimate glass blowing demonstration. (laughs) They make eye contact with you while they blow glass. (laughs) Creepy eye contact. <laughs> yeah. I just killed myself. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> I can't even get through one sentence. A company. Don't poke a hole in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. I got a little weird up in here. What kind of glass blowing class is this? Uh, it's probably going to be more than $35 if that's included. Accompanied by a selection of great wines and snacks. <laughs> Relax by our fire while being mesmerized by the ancient practice of. Glass blowing. <laughs> this is too good. I no, can't. wait. Are you ready? Here we go. <coughs> I'm reading this word for word. <clears throat> this is a great way to have some out of the ordinary fun 
Yeah, that's We hope to see you there enjoying our glass, fire, and passion. Wow. Uh, Wow. Reserve a spot now. DiabloGlassSchool.com. Yes, this is the same one every now and then. DiabloGlassSchool.com just pops up with some type of great event. Uh, yeah. $35 for wine and That's glass blowing. That's really good. This I is the go cheapest. Remember, yeah. I, remember I said their, um, remember I said I saw one of their, one of their schools was really cheap and I said, this is the cheapest I've seen. This is cheaper. Yeah. So, but $35 per person, 70 bucks, you know, not bad for a, seriously, you want to do That's a, a great price. Trust you me. want to do a first date that she'll never forget. <laughs> Uh, or he'll never forget. Yeah. Wine and glass blowing. Wine so and glass blowing. Let, let's uh let's do this. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> and then when we come back I got two more um adult events. <laughs> I guess no other way to say it. Uh ding. Yeah. Coming up uh here on uh, Taste of Massachusetts after dark. <laughs> Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Are you ready for uh, the final adult? There's no way to say it without you guys laughing now. So. Nope. No. Uh, are you ready for the final adult activity this weekend? Hopefully not. Yeah. No laughing now because you called it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Guess what is back? What? Dirty Disney. Oh. At nobody puts Bambi in the corner. Oh. Saturday, February 25th. Uh, it's, it's now called Dirty Disney at Midnight. Saturday 25th at 1130 is the first show. And then uh, February 26th at 130 a.m., is the second show at Laugh Boston on uh, Summer Street in Boston. Tickets are 15 and $20. Go to laughboston.com for all information. And yes, this is the show where basically they ruin your childhood. They take all these Disney songs, they make them dirty, and then uh, they're probably drunk at the same time, so who cares? I know. Is S.V. Shakespeare still around? Yes, it is, and it now is. they're doing Romeo and Juliet. Oh, man. I need to go see them. I know. I, I've been trying to like. I don't know. It's it's the the problem is they're like, the only time that conceivably I could see it is Sunday nights, and like, you know, that's a Sunday. <laughs> I'm like I'm catching up on work on Sunday, so yeah. it'll. Um, I, don't get me wrong. I think um, I think they'll be around for a while, and I, we'll we'll probably get there and try to do like a taste of night or something and get people <laughs> a to taste go. of night. A taste of Shakespeare. I don't know what the hell we'll call it. We'll call it some, we'll call it something silly and simple, and then people will rip us off, and we'll just laugh about All it. Right. Um, Cam, I think it's time. I think it's time for us to transfer into the wide world of food. <laughs> hey, ladies. This is Cam Galleon, aka Prince Eric, and this is the wide world of food. It's been months now since I've recorded that thing, and I still cannot believe you made me do that. It's awesome. <laughs> well, we got a programming note. Uh, I can't believe you made me do that. I didn't make you do it. It's not like I held you down. I'm like, yeah. Cam, you got to be sexy. you got to do it in a sexy way.
voice. Well, you don't have to tell me that, you know, but... uh <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, make might be the wrong verb, but... Uh, be sexy, Cam. Just a random call. Hey, Cam, so I, I'm going to have to have you do something for me for the show tonight. <laughs> uh, is this one of those adult activities? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going there. Go I the knew you were going party. there. Yes. Um... <laughs> So, uh, just a programming note. Tomorrow night we got Russ, so make sure that his version is up there. Oh, it's still there. Like, don't hide it or anything. No, no, no. That'd be mean. Um, <laughs> she, like, clicks on it, hears this. What? Poor Russ. Um, so, we got to kick off the wide world of food starting in Massachusetts, in Everett. And so, believe it or not, uh, adults keep brawling at this rowdy Chuck E. Cheese in Massachusetts. Now, um, WCRN's partner, uh, Fox 25, the local uh, local Fox affiliate, had a uh, had a quick story on this. So uh, we got to go to the audio because, uh, I mean... You explaining it wouldn't do it No, justice. it wouldn't. So yeah. Give me a favor. Source. Yeah, leave our mics on while you're playing this so that we can kind of give running commentary. Because yeah. I don't think Jezebel's heard this yet. I haven't. Okay, good. Two people are recovering this morning after getting hurt during a fight at a Chuck E. Cheese. The bloody brawl broke out during dinner time at a restaurant on Mystic View Avenue in Everett. Everett. Our Jessica Reyes is live at the restaurant, and Jess, the you have been brawl. saying that Andrew, one of the victims you. is pregnant. <laughs> what? Yeah, we do understand that one of the victims is pregnant and no. the other is a young girl. Still working to get some more details Both on them women. from police, but we do understand that their injuries were not oh too serious God. and they are expected to be just fine. But a city councilor uh, forever did come down here after he learned about this, and he says he wants more police officers on patrol in this shopping plaza. Wow. sadly, it's happened here before. Oh. Among the arcade games and the might the Chuck E. Cheese, it's hard to imagine anyone getting violent or even angry. But at this Chuck E. Cheese in Everett, that's exactly what happened last night, and the culprits weren't kids. It was just before the 9 o'clock closing time when employees say two adults got into an argument that got heated fast. I was just minding my business, doing my job. This is the kid that works there. And so I'm like, okay, I go break it up, and then they just keep fighting, and then it it just escalated to something else. Apparently something was thrown that hit a woman in the face. When it started calming down, I guess some, something happened, and her eyebrow got split open badly, and it started bleeding a lot. Well, it wasn't so that's why, like, everything started going crazy. It's not it's clear like who had which injuries, but two them. people were told were taken to the hospital, a pregnant woman and a young girl. Sadly, it's not the first time adults caused a scene here. <laughs> Just before Christmas a wow. few months ago, five guys got into an alcohol-fueled brawl, and all of them were arrested and charged. In a statement, the company said last night, We put ourselves on providing wholesome entertainment to families with young children and maintaining a safe experience for our guests and staff is a primary concern for us. Yeah, but our adults Just are acting like top of mind for families idiot. and parents who visit us. After hearing about last night's issue, Everett City Councilman Michael McLaughlin Wait, told to us enough Listen. is enough tomorrow i'm going to ask that we up the manpower for the whole entire facility we currently <laughs> only have one police officer that is manning this whole entire facility was that a saturday night live so character no. thankfully we have learned that that pregnant woman and that young girl both are expected to be okay their injuries really not too serious as far as arrests go uh police say they haven't arrested anyone yet but we do understand that they will be working to get to the bottom of <laughs> this uh, specifically, how this started and why. Live in Everett, I'm Jessica Reyes. Everett. What? Yes. Yeah, uh, back to your comment. Uh, I think there's, I, it definitely could have been a slice of pizza. 
uh, yeah. that uh, cut her eye open. Oh, I mean, really? If it was, like, well, if it was Chuck E. Cheese was, like, old pizza. Or if it was like, you know, they used like some sharp cheddar. Oh. <laughs> Cam, you've been holding that all day. Wow. No, no, no. The second is she said, you said not the pizza, I thought of it. And I've, I've been waiting for that. Nice. That was good. Yeah, the, the Chuck E. Cheese near where I live, oh, uh, there's man. been two stabbings in it, so... What is the deal? I don't know. My brother Did used the fight break out over tokens or something? My brother even do tokens. My brother used to work at a Chuck E. Cheese, and yeah. that's why when I saw this story, I got so like when I saw the headline, yeah. I got excited. And I'm like, please be the one in Burlington. Please be the one in Burlington. And of course, it was Everett. Yeah, because the one in Burlington. Well, yeah, my my uh, my auntie Judy and my cousins are from Everett, so I've spent a lot of time in Everett as a child, and I'm I'm not surprised. No, um, but the crazy thing is they don't serve alcohol. I was about to say, do they, they do serve not, beer? No, no, they do not serve alcohol at Chuck E. Cheese. I so, thought they did. No, that means the people must get drunk and then go. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the five guys that were brawling at a Chuck E. Cheese in yeah. December at the same one in Everett. Let's <laughs> that, <laughs> pregame and head over to the Chuck E. Cheese. Exactly. They must have got, got a drunk. got of Bud in my trunk. Um, oh, man. Which is, uh, so like, I can't read the actual write-up because, um, it's, it's not, uh, it's not the very professional, uh, was that Sarah Underwood from Fox 25? I believe so. The lovely and talented Sarah Underwood. Um, <laughs> what? She's, she's awesome. It's <laughs> funny. She is. Like, her and Maria Stefano, so my two favorite, <laughs> um, I didn't expect to I know, pop, sorry. It's the plague. It's just taking you over. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Sarah Underwood and Maria Stefano. Well, she managed so to, like, like, Solidly report that story yeah. without laughing yeah, at Shirley, laugh, which I would have done. Yeah, no, I would have been like, guys, you're yeah. not going to believe this. Is this real? This is <laughs> some crazy S going down <laughs> in yeah. Everett. Yeah, yeah, she just breaks out of character and goes, wait till you hear this yeah. one. <laughs> and one of the broads was pregnant. <laughs> and she was the one who started it. Yep. So, like, you, you know, you just know. They said, like, a pregnant woman and a young girl. Yeah. Like, how old was the girl? I don't know, but it was 9 o'clock at I night. Mean, if it was a young girl and there was a ch- it was at a Chuck E. Cheese, I'm assuming a child. Yeah, I know. No, that's, that's, no. that's what I would think, but I don't think that must not be it. No, they would have said child. They would have had to have You're said pregnant. child. pregnant. Why are you starting fights at Chuck E. Cheese? Come at on. 9 o'clock at night. 9 o'clock at night. And uh, this was, by the way, this was on a Monday night. <laughs> So like Monday night nine o'clock, but again it is uh it is school vacation week, so everyone's a little crazy. Yeah, a little bit nuts. That's so five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here uh, on Taste of Massachusetts. When we come back, we're going to do some more of the crazy stories from Wide World of Food. <laughs> Next one coming up is going to be your favorite story of the year, Jezebel. I think. Oh really? It involved pizza and cats. <laughs> All right. I'm All right. Sold. When we come back. is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Continuing with the wide world of food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, insider joke. The wide world of Of food. food. (laughs) He's got a great voice, by the way. You should uh, let him into your little group there. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving. uh, He can join my band. Andy can be in the graces. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also have a band called Timeship Evermore. <laughs> like my life couldn't get any more strange. Andy would be the perfect court jester to add <laughs> yeah. to the graces. 
He would, like, actually. It's the Graces and Andy the Jester. <laughs> Andy, if you're listening, you have a contract waiting <laughs> on the table. Wow, how's the plague working out for you? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dying. Yeah, well, die after nine. Sure sounds like it. <laughs> I know. Um, as promised before the break, um, Jezebel Grace's Woo. most favorite story ever, most likely. Japan's adorable mock pizza hut uh-huh. run by cats reopens for business. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what part right. of that didn't you understand? Right. Oh, I, I get it. So, I, I think we just need to jump straight into this explanation right, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, a few yeah. years, okay, so a few years ago, Pizza Hut created an adorable mock-up restaurant that was run entirely by cats. While it wasn't real, the concept was called Pizza Cat. <laughs> and there was caught, a show called Samurai Pizza Cats that was on TV. Oh, really? Ago. Yeah. And it caught the attention of many cat and pizza lovers across the internet, wanting to see what kind of shenanigans these employees would get themselves into. Now, in a time of great distress, Pizza Hut Japan has brought back the feline-run eatery to bring a little lightheartedness to patrons. <laughs> the relaunch of Pizza Cat coincides with a 22% coupon offer to customers through Pizza Hut Japan's mobile app. In the new spot, viewers meet new hire Shinjin, who is in the video, is confronted by a mountain of customer coupons. Hopefully his four-legged co-workers are able to lend him a hand with all those incoming orders. Check it out. Not like the rest of us. No, exactly. (laughs) Check it out, uh, Google Pizza Cat. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it sounds um, like I found hilarious. a YouTube channel this past week called uh, Kitten Academy. It's a constant live feed, uh, live stream of a house that has like a couple rooms full of kittens, and it's like a mama cat and their babies, and they just like Aww. hang out, and you can watch them. There's a few of them. I didn't realize there were so many live cat feeds on the internet. Oh my <laughs> like, god, you wouldn't even believe. Like it's crazy. Have you seen? Um, have you seen? Um, the um cats and dogs series on um on the animal planet no it's like oh my god they, i sound like a dinosaur walking feature, around the room <laughs> hey everyone gets sick sometimes yeah. they feature um they feature what no they feature like she's animals. talking about banging on the desk yeah, yeah. <laughs> not being sick no this is the this is the adults version of the show by the way oh my um, god you cracked me up they um they, <laughs> oh god i can't even remember <laughs> totally different show. Um, he'll, he'll get it when he listens to the podcast. No, I got, I, I got it after you said it. I got it after you said it. I need it. to laugh like a weird British gentleman so I don't cough oh, hysterically. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just like... Oh. Um, berries and cream, berries and cream. Your little ladder loves berries and cream. Uh, it's amazing that people right. listen to this show. I know. Oh, <laughs> and and by, the, by the way, they do... So, like, I was at... <laughs> Oh my God! I get a total like sidebar. Like people take time out of their day to yeah, listen no, they, to yeah. this garbage. No, yeah. it's not garbage. <laughs> no, like, all right, let me rephrase that. I don't think it's garbage. You know what I mean? Like we're, you're talking about me suddenly coughing and going, "I'm a little sad." No, so we're ripping off like Star. What is that? Starburst Skittles? Something yeah. Like that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. ripping off. I know the commercial. Yes, I saw the commercial. Yeah. It was very funny. Um, no, I was at that. <laughs> I was at that. Uh, food bloggers thing for Loretta's last call and they're like and so a lot of the other food bloggers I never met before and so and so 
um, a couple of them were like, oh, yeah, you're you're Vinny. And I'm like, how'd you know? And they're like, well, I heard your voice. And I'm like, how'd you know? They just automatically and, call you Vinny? Yeah. None of us call you Vinny. I know. Well, you know what it is? I call it Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week. Oh, yeah. That's and so right. that's all they see. Yep. Yeah. But so it's kind of funny. So I'm like, you you know me from my voice. How do you know? How do you know me from your voice? And they're like, you you, you do the radio show and the podcast. And I'm like, oh, you listen to that? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, well. They're like, who's Jezebel? She's yeah. out of her mind. <laughs> really crazy story about my podcast. And Ours has, like, barely any listeners. By the way, you can follow us on Twitter, at Woos and Brews, <laughs> uh, and also on SoundCloud, at uh, Woos and Brews. Uh, and my buddy started, uh, he works for a finish line, and he had to work at a store in Rhode Island uh, as a manager. And when he got there, he was explaining, he found out one of the people there likes wrestling, Uh and was explaining it to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, I heard that today. Really? And he pulled it up on his phone. He had been listening earlier that day to our podcast. Wow. He was one of our 80, 80 listeners to our hey, first podcast. Hey, That's I'm awesome. one of your 80. I yeah. listened. I, uh, I know. I got to listen to it. I episode liked, came out today. Yeah. Oh, it did? Yep. Oh, you know, something to listen to on the drive home for me. Um, I listened to the first one, and I loved that uh, your co-host gave... You talked about uh, great wrestlers that you liked, and um, Macho Man Randy Savage was, I think, the last one you talked about. He's definitely one of them. And I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up George the Animal Steel passed away this week. Shame. Yeah. Absolute shame. Um, and his big, uh, his big rivalry was with Macho Man when Macho Man was still a heel right before Macho Man became a really big deal. Yeah, he kept stealing uh, Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> and um man, that was that was some great uh great great eighties wrestling. No? Oh no, yes, I agree. Did you did you see any of uh George Animal Steel's uh promos? Yeah, he was nuts. He just like drool he practically just drooled. He just he was he was He's an like, animal. Elizabeth <laughs> pretty. And like that's he, all he would he's say. Basically King Kong. Yeah, basically. Not oh, to be mixed funny. up with King Kong Bundy. No. <laughs> not to be confused with Al Bundy. None of that. <laughs> oh, no, definitely not that one. <laughs> no, not at all. So uh moving on back to I don't know, I'm trying to give the show a little I was gonna make a form. Ted Bundy joke, but I thought it would get a little yeah, too weird up in here. Oh, that's who I thought he was talking about for a second when he said no, Al, Bundy. Al Bundy for Married with Children. Yeah, yeah. But for a second. Paul I was Kai, like, number thirty three, scored four touchdowns in a single game. And I thought I was a nerd about wrestling. No. Wow. Oh, oh come on. Yes. The very nice. Perfect that, That's one of my favorite ones to play. Uh, tr- yeah. it is, it's a good one. Uh, trying to get back on track. Um, did you see <laughs> struggling? A struggling. Did you see? I loved this story. Somebody wants tacos, not chili, to be the official food of Texas. What? That makes no wow. sense. Yep. Uh, so this dude, uh, National Dish of Texas um, Foundation, uh, wants to make it uh, tacos instead of chili. He started a GoFundMe account. He started a uh, petition on change.org. <laughs> I guarantee you the craziest uh, one. So what does he need to go fund me for? Uh, to fund promotion of it, I guess, or whatever. Um, but it doesn't go to him. It goes to promoting the cause. And, uh, so he's, he's looking for a hungry legislator in the state, uh, in the state of Texas to help get the law enacted to replace Chile, um, and put tacos on their in their rightful place. 
Do you think this was just like a guy who was just like bored and like drunk one night with his friends and was like, hey guys, so, let's start a petition to make taco the, the like state food of Texas. Make tacos great yeah. again. Yeah, make tacos <sighs> great again. So here's the thing. His name is Mondo Rayo. But if you were to look at him and listen to him, mm-hmm. he sounds like his name is like Bob... Typical white but yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Typical white guy, because he like he sounds like like very nasally and just not what Mondo Rayo. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe he's got some, um, you know, maybe he's got some angle. Like yeah. maybe he, nope, just like typical white guy with an yeah. awesome name. Uh, it is a great name though, Mondo Rayo. Like yeah. that sounds, sounds like, like a teenage a, mutant ninja turtles villain. I was gonna say a luchador <laughs> wrestler. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. yeah. Not I a good. That. Not a good story. I just didn't know where to comment from. No, yeah. That. I know. No, no, no. It was not a good story. Sometimes it hurt or miss. It happens. Um, let's do one more before the break. Um, we have seen, and I don't know why, this big push for all of these chains, fast food chains, to push like tying in weddings and marriages with their food in some way. Yeah. And I don't know why this is, but it continues, this this trend. Headline, nothing says I love you like a McNugget marriage proposal. <laughs> oh, wow. Guys, oh, if your Guys, if your girlfriend loves McNuggets and you're thinking of asking her the big question, this may be the way to do it. A dude in Illinois... That's rough. Yeah, already you're, you're rough because you're in Illinois... Um, And yes, I say Illinois. Yeah, Uh, I know I I do that on purpose. A dude in Illinois wanted (laughs) to propose to his girlfriend who happens to love the chicken McNuggets at McDonald's, opposed to the chicken McNuggets at Burger King. They're gross at Burger King. (laughs) They don't have chicken McNuggets at Burger King. Oh, that's why I'm joking. They have chicken nuggets. Yes, nuggets. Who cares? Um, (laughs) She loves them so much that she constantly tags him in a Facebook post relating to the nuggets. I guess. And uh, would apparently even completely die for Chicken McNuggets, uh, which she said in one of her posts. He told the Lincoln Courier that her love for for McNuggets was so deep that they simply had to be somewhat in the mix of the proposal. After getting the blessing from the girl's parents, bad move, uh, the guy went to a nearby McDonald's early in the morning and asked for McNuggets. (laughs) While he was initially denied his request because it was still breakfast hours... These are people who just do not believe in true love. Wow. Uh, the entire staff got together, prepped the necessary equipment. You mean they turned on the fryer that was that already right? on? They they moved the basket of hash browns one spot <laughs> yeah. over to the side right. to fit some nuggets. And they cooked a special order of 20 McNuggets once the manager learned what he wanted them for a wedding proposal. Oh, so love one out at the end. Um, after embedding a ring in one of the nuggets. What? Oh, that's a bad idea. No! I Why think, would you ever do that? I think they were, it must have been sticking out. There's no way he put it entirely in. <laughs> what uh, if she was, wasn't she? I, I know. What if she just, like, scarfed them down like yeah. the McNugget lover that she is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when a proposal becomes a murder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy drove to his girlfriend's to pop the question while she was still a little groggy, so she was still asleep, obviously. Uh, he hand-delivered her the box of McNuggets. As she opened the box up, he got down on one knee and asked the question. And she said, why are you no. here? I have, have you even slept? No, you didn't <laughs> even hear this, have you? Uh. 
No. He asked her, will you McMarry me? Oh, oh that is rich. God. She, of course, said yes, or we wouldn't be reading about this story. And, um, you know, I, this, this, is, uh, this is the craziness. Uh, now, the one thing that I dislike about this story. Why would he do that in the morning? I don't, I, I don't know. That's what I, I mean. Was my he, first question would have been, how did you get these McNuggets? And is this a thing that I can do on a regular basis? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, even though this, uh, this whole story is uh, from the Lincoln Courier uh, newspaper, they, they omit their names. Yeah, because nobody wants to admit that they want to get Mick married. <laughs> no, they I don't. Would. Well, I mean, with Cam, it would. Well, be... Cam, yeah, yeah, Cam. You, what would you do if you uh, if you're going to propose to somebody via McDonald's? If I had to propose to somebody yeah. via McDonald's, give me one minute. Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, how can Cam <laughs> how Cam is going to propose one day in the future to one lucky girl yep. using McDonald's? Yep. How about that? So, 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Wow, final final segment of the show coming up. Wow, fast show tonight when we come back. Welcome back, everybody. Final segment of the night here on Taste of Massachusetts Fast Show. I'm your host, Vincent Ericetti, Jezebel yeah. Grace, and Cam. Listen to Woos and Brews on what SoundCloud. Part? It's going to be on iTunes soon. <laughs> okay, SoundCloud, iTunes. you got to get on Sketcher. I've had a lot Sketcher. of... Sketcher. I've had... I'll, I'll send you the uh, contact. A lot of really good um, feedback from people saying it's just easy. It's easy to listen to. You don't have to totally download it. Hmm, um, yeah, um, we had some problems with SoundCloud the other day. Apparently, with the free SoundCloud, there's a three-hour limit yeah. of what you can uh, upload. I know. Really? And That's... then it, uh, I guess, takes time to delete your tracks. Yeah. Because I deleted one track and to it took make room for yeah. another, and it... I kept clicking yeah. upload, and it kept saying, nope, you're, you've reached your limit. Oh, that's So nice. I deleted another podcast, and it said, you're still at your limit. Yeah, I was, I was originally on SoundCloud, and then once I did that, like, obviously, I hit that limit really quick. Um, I was like, oh, damn, I gotta, I gotta find a new, new, uh, new, new thing. So it works, it works great. And, uh, I gotta get, actually, I should ask Bob, I gotta ask Bob something really quick. The guy Bob, I, I always make the joke about Bob. Like I use Bob as like the random guy that I like to make fun of, but there is a guy named Bob who actually helps me with my podcast. So and do you I gotta, make fun of him? No, I don't make fun <laughs> of him. But you know, uh, the name itself is just—it's an easy, like, simple name and whatever. Anyway, um, Cam, do we have uh, how you would propose using McDonald's? Yeah. So <laughs> basically, I, I mean, I've thought long and hard about this, mm-hmm. and part of me was thinking, like, you know. A Burger King onion ring isn't isn't you know is kind of meh you know yeah um, I know we are going with McDonald's it's tough because uh, there's just so many ways you know it's with a with uh, McNuggets is a good one definitely yeah um, and I'm trying to like trying to put a ring inside of food I don't like yeah I know because you feel like the person's just gonna bite it yeah I I I don't know what if you got a Happy Meal 
and oh. instead of a prize, it was okay, the little that, ring box. Yes. I like that. And then she opens the box, and of course it's a, you know, diamond and whatever. Cubic, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's a quote-unquote diamond. Yeah. They'll never know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, no one freaking knows. Until like, after the divorce, when they go to sell it, they'll never know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then at that point, it's just... <laughs> and, and, and at that point, it just seems like a good idea. Sweet, sweet revenge. Yeah, right. it's like, well, wow! I never thought of that. that that's a that's a pretty uh, intricate plan that somebody could plan out. Well, if the only way they'll ever know that this is fake. Well, no, because every <laughs> no, because everyone is if we get divorced. Everyone gets it. Uh, everyone gets it appraised. I'm gonna have it appraised for insurance reasons. Yeah, right? yeah sure. Yeah, you don't even have uh, insurance on anything else, but uh, you know you're gonna get it on anyway. Um. Continuing with the wide world of food, uh, there was this great headline from Iceland. <laughs> Did either of you see this? I th- yes, yeah, I think he's... Uh, no. Iceland president proclaims yeah. hatred for pineapple on pizza. <laughs> yes, I like this guy. So, uh. the debate of pineapples on pizza has gotten so controversial that it's now turned political. Yep. According to Visiteer, Iceland's president... I cannot pronounce. <laughs> Gundy, T-H, just T-H, like in the middle. I don't know how you pronounce that. <laughs> Gundy. Johannesson. <laughs> G-U-O-N-I. Gundy. Johansson? Johan- whatever. Johansson told students in an Icelandic <laughs> high school that if he had the legal power to, he would impose a ban on putting pineapples on pizza. Oh, my wow. God. That is some tenacity. Feel better about living in America right now, don't you, everybody? Nope, I like that guy. Nope, yeah. <laughs> That's the type of leader I want. <laughs> Somebody who takes stand for the right things. Um, <laughs> it is atrocity that is pineapple on pizza. Really? <laughs> I, terrible. I think pineapple on pizza is okay if, hold on, if it's with ham and if it was in a, and, and it is done in a Hawaiian style. So like ham, red onion, and pineapple Why together. Why would I, nobody would just put pineapples on by themselves? With no, them. it would be pineapple yeah. with ham, and so I think that's mm. what he's referring to. But there are some people who just hate pineapple because they're um, allergic to um, bromine. Should be a crime against oh. humanity to put that on pizza. Yeah, that and eating peanut butter in general. Oh my god. <laughs> well, peanut butter on pizza, I've never heard no, of that. Just peanut butter in general, yep. never, never. So, do you like Nutella? Yes. Okay. Everybody asks me that after they ask because I, it's they're cousins, really. Uh, One no. of them is chocolate. I I know it's hazelnut. It's, it's chocolate. It's basically chocolate and hazelnut butter yeah, instead it, of it, peanut butter. Even hazelnuts aren't a legume, are they? No, they're yeah. not. Oh, look. Ooh, peanut butter. I think it's yeah. just the woohoo that I love the I most know. about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Billy Crystal had his he had his moments. Um but uh yeah, no, I, I never thought I I don't know I just think it's people don't like pineapple in general and then you know, they add it all together. Because yeah. I I I don't I don't know. It's gross. Pineapple? Yeah. Uh on pizza. I I do like I I like pineapple. Just in general. Yeah. In uh, general, like oh if you put some pineapple in front of me it'd be gone. Have you <laughs> ever have you ever had grilled pineapple with ice cream? I have not. It's oh. good. That I guess. No, Maybe. I'm telling you. Grilled the whole ice cream part freaks me out. Well, no, I don't. I like, don't like that many different flavors see? all going at the same time. So you've never had a Sunday with like pineapple on it? Oh, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. 
Wow, that was a very quick show, guys. Right. Well, thank- Most of the time, I don't necessarily agree with you on that. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it goes forever, but yeah, this no. is very quick. Yeah, definitely uh, quick show tonight. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Jezebel Grace, Cam behind the glass. Um, stay tuned next for is it Mike? No, what's yeah. next? Oh, Michael. Michael Savage and the Savage Nation, the ultimate culture shock, going from this show to that, here on AMA 30 WCRN. What's our tagline this week? Full service radio. Full service radio for now.